podcast for the 997 sequel Jurassic Park one minute time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And today we're here to discuss minute 56 of The Lost World. And uh, a little bit past the uh, shooting of Jurassic well, Fallen Kingdom on uh, Hawaii, but we're still getting some lovely set photos coming out of there of uh, some of the sets they built. In this case, we got some photos from Real News of the uh, bunkers mm-hmm. that were being used on set, particularly the one with the uh, half a antenna or radio antenna behind which is just great to see like there's no there's no real spoilers here um just the concrete bunkers with the uh some inside shots and uh just that wooden wooden framework again how they've made seemingly a concrete set out of timber just to uh just to fool the eye of the screen watcher the film watcher Mm -hmm. and even like the uh the antenna on the hill just behind it it's only the bottom quarter of it because the rest is going to be added in CG. Um, I'm pretty sure that's... I'm sure they mentioned that that's the uh, same radio antenna they used for Lost that had been left on site after Lost filmed. I, I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. But even it's yeah. got some decent anchor points. It's got chain and everything holding it down, so mm-hmm. it, it's made to last in in the uh, elements. Mm-hmm. They do get some bad elements there, mm-hmm. of course. I wonder too because, yes, it's, they're shooting on Kula Ranch over there, so everything looks the same. But I wonder if they're going to use the, because it's clearly set up on the side of the hill where you got that lovely view over Gallimimus Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if that's going to mean that it might have been possible to see it when Grant and the kids were running away from the Gallimimus in Jurassic Park, or if we're too much out of out of the screen here. But, it is a big valley, no? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they've used multiple, and we've talked about this. They use, they've used multiple uh, films in this one big valley here. Yeah, well, I just seen King, like Kong the other day and got to see it all again, and um, the latest Jumanji trailer just come out, and, of course, we get to see it all again there, so... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, a, it is a very popular filmed area, so... Yeah, I've even seen it used in commercials. There's a um, like a joint, like a joint medication commercial. They used it. You can see the valley in the background in the commercial. Mm-hmm. There's a woman's hiking and the hiking in uh, Oahu, and you can see that's where she's hiking at in this Jurassic Valley here. Yep. No, it's a beautiful area. So. Mm-hmm. Get more of it on. Get more of it on the film. <laughs> <laughs> It's only a matter of time before this lost world is found and pillaged. We have, uh, we got one question coming from, uh, at Robbie A. Sheets Free on Twitter that we'll, we'll sort of answer more when we get to this section of the, uh, movie. But, um, he's sort of asked a question which comes up a lot. Uh, whatever happened to Nick Van Owen at the end of the film when we see sort of the helicopter, Ian and Sarah, uh, head to San Diego, but he doesn't. And we probably talk about more when we get there, but sort of just when they reshot, he was no longer needed. I'm sure if Eddie survived the the island as well, we probably wouldn't have seen him at the end either. Um, personally, I like to think that he got arrested just for all the <laughs> misery he caused on Isla Sorna. <laughs> I think uh, the one of the uh, another question that goes unasked, and we'll get to that when we get to this minute. Where is he when the raptors are running around? You know, I mean, what, 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 did he just hide under a desk or what? 
Well, it's it's probably the way it's filmed too. Like you clearly see him going, send the radio call, and then it cuts to uh, Ian and the team coming into the village where it's possible that um, while he's making that call, that's when Ian and the team come in. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it might be it's it's filmed separately, but it might be happening um, happening at the same time. Because yeah, he sort of doesn't appear until after after Sarah rolls out through the window. Um, by that time, there's been plenty of commotion outside, with uh, no sort of being a abandoned area. You wouldn't think there'd be too much ambient noise, so mm. he'd, he'd be able to hear the uh, Ian getting pushed through the the gas station window or Raptors bust, busting down doors. Yeah, it's not like there's any kind of um like soundtrack going on in the background. You yeah, know? yeah. And as we've seen too from that the front of the operations building, a lot of those windows are broken, so mm-hmm. there's no sort of there'd be no sound barrier there. No. And it's on the same set, so <laughs> again, but we can get to that when we get there. I love there's there's a fan theory going around at the moment that um Nick actually got onto the boat and he's the one that killed everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Just to try and stop the T Rex from getting <laughs> to the island. <laughs> I've actually I've I have heard that theory actually. Mm. <laughs> he was the real uh villain who just slaughtered everybody on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On a wheel. Yeah, I I think it was the guys at the uh the Jurassic Cast podcast that where I first heard it, but yeah, just going that one step further. He realizes that the uh T Rex is on a boat and he sort of either parachutes from a helicopter or <laughs> takes a little dinging out and gets on board and but we'll we'll get to that when we get there. There's there's some issues yeah. there and and uh all that. Mm-hmm. Sarah! Sarah 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 Harding How many Sarahs do you think are on this island? Sarah Sarah Apart from that, not much news, so if uh, you're ready, Dave, we'll get into 56. Alright. As we enter minute 55 of Lost World, two devastating impacts by the T-Rex had rolled the trailer onto its roof. With another two good pushes, the trailer was now sliding dangerously close to the cliff's edge. As we start minute 56, we cut back inside the trailer, as Ian realises they're pushing us over the cliff. At 55 minutes and 4 seconds, we cut to the front of the trailers as the T-Rex blow out the front windscreen, glass shattering everywhere. The impact lifts the front of the trailers off the ground and it slides back even further, starting to jackknife. At 55 minutes and 10 seconds, the T-Rex roars again. Nick runs to the side door and tries to open it, but it won't move. It's jammed from when the initial impact of the T-Rex. Ian joins him and they both struggle to open the door, but it won't budge. At 55 minutes and 20 seconds, another impact sends the trailer sliding further towards the cliff's edge. At 55 minutes and 25 seconds, Nick yells to hang on to something. Ian repeats it as we get an exterior view looking down at the cliff's edge as the trailer sliding out and over. At 55 minutes and 33 seconds, the trailer slams into the cliff wall, the impact breaking the rear door away from its mounts and falls off towards the ocean below. At 55 minutes and 36 seconds, we cut back to the interior of the trailer. The three humans are hanging on for all their life as debris falls and lands on the back window. At 55 minutes and 40 seconds, the fridge door that Sarah's holding onto opens and she falls the length of the trailer and slams into the glass window at the base. 
At 55 minutes and 54 seconds, we get a shot from the other side of the glass. Raindrops patter on the window around her. Large cracks begin to form, and we can hear the glass cracking. Sarah's slowly beginning to realise the danger she's in. And this ends, minute 56 of The Lost World. As we've seen last week, the, uh, oh, last week, last minute, the, uh, trailers had been, or the rear trailer had been rolled onto its roof and the Tyrannosaurs were pushing it, well, we assumed the Tyrannosaurs were pushing it towards the cliff's edge when you had that reveal <laughs> that, uh, this has sort of got a bit more dangerous than just tossing and turning around inside the trailer. We're actually going towards the cliff's edge. Um, we cut inside and Ian says they're pushing us over the cliff. Sarah's like that stunned look on her face, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Um, as the sort of the, the intensity of the situation sort of hits home. And we cut to the front of the trails here as the uh, the windscreen bursts out into a hundred pieces of glass and both heads are there. Mm-hmm. And that was actually a uh, feature on the toy, wasn't it? Yeah, yep. The whole front window come off. Um, yeah. You could actually use your fracture T-Rex and grab the light bar up on top of the mm-hmm. uh, roof and uh, rip it off, which was a great little touch. Um, yeah, I remember um, I remember that being part of the commercial that they had for the whole command center and Thrasher T-Rex and stuff. I'm pretty sure there was a, uh, a button mechanism there too. When that came off, there was a sound effect that played through the sound box. Yeah, there was. A, I can't, what was it, a T-Rex roar or an alarm? Or? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think the alarm was on the fence, where the fence oh, attached yeah, to right. the side of the... Yeah, so it possibly was a roar. Um, I think it might have been. Yeah, I'd have to get mine out of its box. <laughs> um, but yeah, sort of yeah. both windows sort of burst open, and um, we get a cut to the side side of the trailer, front trailer lower down, and it, like the impact completely lifts the front of the trailer off the ground, and the whole thing sort of lurch backwards and bounces a bit too, which um, it was just a great little effect. Here. I don't know if they had a forklift or a rigging on the front of the trailer to sort of pick it up and drop it again, but. It definitely a good and it sort of shunted it back towards the cliff that bit bit further. To be honest, I wouldn't doubt that it was the actual animatronics themselves pushing it. That's I mean, you got to remember these these things are capable of high horsepower. So yeah, and that's what I was thinking. I remember when we we mentioned uh, a couple of minutes ago where the adults turn up and sort of nudge the trailer with their heads or their snouts. Um, whether or not there was a sort of a lift system underneath the trailer to make it rock, or if they actually just hit the trailer with their noses, well, I don't know how the the, the rubber or the skin would take that sort of impact. And again, no, if I they think... if they had it set too high, it'd probably push straight through the tra- the trailer wall. But <laughs> if I recall, it was uh, the crew on San Vincent Studios just let the two animatronics have at it. Yeah. Okay. I wish we had something like that on tape. <laughs> just see these big animatronics actually just hitting the front of this trailer. Because mm-hmm. even with the glass, like there must be some sort of movie glass or something. It might even be CG, yeah. I don't know, but just the way it explodes inwards. Um, it was definitely movie glass. Um, what they use for movie glass a lot of times is, interestingly enough, uh, rock candy. Okay. And they, they make a sheet of rock candy, nice and crystal clear, and then it's it's just safe to have, you know. It's a, it's like a safety, uh, fake safety glass or something. Mm. Yeah, well, that's the last thing he wants: real glass on a set with actors, because it goes everywhere. But mm-hmm. 
And then we see uh, in a later minute when Eddie comes to rescue them, we see him put his hand on the... Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah well, his hand goes on the seal, then he sort of kneels and crawls across the dashboard where all the, gra- all the supposed glass is sitting and it's just, how mm-hmm. is none of this digging in? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Um, but we cut back inside and Nick's Nick was at the door or near the door when it started the roll and he's back here again and trying to push on it but it's um mm. now the door never went under the, the the trailer rolled the opposite way of the door so i'm assuming with some sort of power cut or security device the door's been locked no 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 what it was is um that's actually where the t-rexes hit the uh trailer ah, when, okay because that's when nick says when he's pushing through the door he says this is where they hit excuse me ah, this okay. is where they hit us ian oh that's what it was okay yeah. And that's why it doesn't open, okay. Yeah, so it was all bent up and mangled and damaged on the outside, I imagine. It would probably explain why it, it'd probably explain why it moves, like it flexes so much too when Ian starts pushing on it because it's sort of a, the, the structure of the door's been damaged. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's all right, because I know, because, yeah, the, the trailer rolls the opposite way of that door, so I know it didn't go underneath and come back up again, which is why there's no mud on the window, but... Yeah, it's just handy having that script and seeing what they actually say. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but Ian sort of, let's get out of here, straight into the woods, straight into the woods. But the uh, door won't open. Ian sort of, come on, come on, come on. And then you get the line, yeah, Nick, this is where they hit us, Ian. And then we get a little goof here, or um, an issue. Nick's sort of still pushing on the door. Ian takes a step back and gives the door a hard kick with his boot. And uh, the spot where he kicks is actually on right on top of Vince Vaughn's hand. <laughs> and um, as a trooper, he just keeps on acting, <laughs> acting through mm-hmm. it. Which you just imagine six, seven foot tall Jeff Goldblum giving the door a good kick, and uh, and your hand being stuck under it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Vince Vaughn's no lightweight himself. He's a pretty, he's one of the biggest guys in Hollywood. So. Mm. Yep. But it's just it's just great, like it's a little blink and you miss it. But um, the mm-hmm. fact that he sort of kept on going and finished his lines, finished putting on it. But uh, then we cut back outside the trailers as they move again. They sort of straighten up a little bit in that first mm-hmm. uh, impact where the T-Rex broke the window out. They sort of start to jackknife a bit, but they've sort of come straight again now. And uh, we get a great aerial shot here, which um, sort of up above the trailer... Uh, revealing the coast and the drop-off mm-hmm. as the uh, trailer approaches the edge. And we cut back in. Nick's hold on to something and repeats it. And we cut again to the outside, lower down, as the trailer goes over the cliff. A, mm-hmm. uh, a very CG-looking trailer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, swings over and slams into the cliff wall, and the impact, impact breaks the uh, rear door off, as we said earlier, off its hinges. And it sort mm-hmm. of falls away to the ocean below. This would have been sort of the transition. Oh, no, because the whole trailer at night would have been on the set. It would have been at Patrick's Point, would it? No, no. no. I was just about to say is that, and the funny thing is, is at Patrick's Point, that parking garage is not a sheer cliff. It's a um, it's a pretty steep slope. You'd probably break a uh, leg or an arm, maybe worse if you fell down it, but it's not a sheer cliff at all. Yeah, yeah, I remember you saying that when we were setting up camp, just the fact that, it's sort of just a steep hill going down. Is there a beach mm-hmm. at the bottom, or does it, does the hill go to the water's edge? 
No, the hill goes pretty much to the water's edge where, where the rocks are. Yep. There's some pretty big rocks there where the seals... You can see seals um, swimming in and out of the surf, but yeah, it's not a sheer cliff at all. Mm. It's just a bit of clever Spielberg movie magic. Yep. Yep. And this, of course, is the uh, the car park at Universal Studios where they sort of re- remade the, uh, the camp set on top of. Um, had a couple of cranes there they could use to lift... The uh, the trailer section over the side, um, with the impact of it hitting the uh, hitting the wall, there's no way. I don't, I don't think they could have done that practically. No. And have everyone inside still hold, holding on to what they're holding on to because we cut back inside and Sarah's got to hold the fridge door, which mm-hmm. um, in the in the pre San Diego script, it uh, the door's sort of held on with one of those RV latches that sort of stops it from opening itself if you're uh, driving down the road, but that um, that comes loose. But uh, here the door sort of opens. Ian's... It's interesting. Ian's sort of pretty much right below the fridge in the in the doorway, and mm-hmm. uh, Nick's over at the radio console, but um, we cut to the door opening and Sarah's starting a fall, and Ian's nowhere to be seen. Because you can see Ian's got his hands on the bottom of the fridge just before the fridge door opens. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's sort of hard to keep track of who's who's where here because it's sort of it's a bit dark in there, but um, it's dark and everything's like upside down. <laughs> yeah, because we cut upside to the upside down sideways. Yeah, yeah. But one interesting thing is too when we cut to uh, Sarah screaming and falling, um, we also get a look up at the accordion connector at the top mm-hmm. of the trail, which you can clearly see is twisted shut, which it should be. <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. Um, we look, we lose that later on, so it sort of makes you wonder why they struggled so much to try and get out of the door when they could have got to the front trailer. But uh, we get that shot up through the glass at the bottom of the trailer as Sarah falls because uh, the fridge door sort of opens it. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to see in the dark here, but you can see the dark shape of Ian sort of standing in the doorway on the uh, counter where, where Kelly was making breakfast earlier. Mm-hmm. Nick's sort of at the top of the trailer over against the communications equipment um, using one of the fixed chairs that's bolted to the ground to stand on. Mm-hmm. But uh, like the main thing we focus on here is Sarah falling and hits the glass hard at the bottom of the trailer. Yeah. Which means, must mean that the glass is tempered in some way because if it wasn't, it would have shattered right away with the, her falling on it. You know? Well, yeah. Yeah. Whether it might be a laminated... It might have a laminate on it, but then yeah. later when it does break, it sort of just all shatters and falls away in pieces. So, mm-hmm. again, movie glass. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a great effect. We, we won't get to see it until the next minute, but uh, just the, the way they CG'd that cracking. Yeah. Which I believe they filmed it, then played it in reverse. When, they, when they'd done the cracks, they actually had the cracks how they wanted it, and then had them slowly mm-hmm. start to recede or retract back into where her hands and knees are, where the weight's pushing down on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, um, wasn't it that they digitally erased the cracks? That might be it. I know, yeah. I know it was it was definitely CG and something was done in backwards. Done backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of it's hard. Good. You look, you look at the behind-the-scenes... Well, it's hard. You look at the behind-the-scenes stuff, and a lot of the time they sort of they'll start to talk about it for a couple of seconds, and all of a sudden it'll skip to something else, and they'll be like, "No, wait, go back." 
Mm. I, want to, I want to see how you've done the rest of it. But um, <laughs> it's sort of at that time, a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff was more promotional stuff anyway and didn't want to show spoilers Yeah. Um, for the film, even though it came out on the DVD when you already had the film in hand. <laughs> but um, Nick yells out a name, and um, he's back up at the very top of the trailer now, so he's climbed up a little bit since she fell. And we sort of get a breath of relief out of Sarah as she sort of comes to again on the glass and we get that nice fogging of the glass as her face is lying against it which again is sort of showing how cold it is on set mm-hmm. especially with all the water falling outside like that'd be wet she'd be wet from when she opened the door but and then we, we can clearly see Nick and Ian are standing next to each other at the top of the trailer so this must have been filmed over a couple of different times and they didn't really keep the continuity going with where people were standing yeah this was definitely shot over a couple days i think or at Mm. least a couple hours and it's possible there's little stuff in between here that's being cut to where they've just been moving around trying to find better footholds and and that sort of stuff too you don't really want to now the action star you don't really want to slow it down any yeah keep the pace going Mm um but well, then speaking we... of action, it's funny that you should mention that uh, the accordion is shut because that's actually uh, brought up in the novel. During mm. the scene is when they um, go to climb up the uh, go when the T Rexes throw the back end of the trailer off the cliff. They go to um, they go to climb up on the inside, and the accordion is shut, so they have to climb out the broken window and then climb up the underside of the trailer. Yeah, yeah. In the novel, it's actually the front section of the trail that goes over the cliff. Oh, which, yeah, yeah, the front goes over. Um, uh, I always thought it was the back for some reason. Yeah. No, because they, they, the back's got the lab equipment in it, and that's sort of used as a um, as a safe place after the attack before oh, the right, ra- right. before the raptors turn it's... up. Yeah. Because like, they climb out the front windscreen and um, up onto mm-hmm. the undercarriage to climb up. But mm-hmm. uh, when, when the trailer goes over the cliff, it's Sarah... Ian's sort of bent over a table leg. He's like, he's mumbling the lights, the lights go, turn the lights back on, because that's what stopped the the Rexes from attacking earlier. And mm-hmm. um, tells her there's a switch panel at the accordion, and she climbs up and can't get to the front trailer where the, oh, to the rear trailer where the switch panel is to turn the generators and the lights back on. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, yeah, you'd have got to climb out the front of the trailer, which again would have been a great shot sort of hanging how many feet in the air in this over this cliff and uh and then climb up the undercarriage and to safety mm-hmm. but it would also sort of explain too because fawn does turn up with the jeep and hook the winch up to the rear trailer to stop it going over um but the way we got it here where you got the larger trailer the rear trailer hanging over the cliff shouldn't really pull it on its own over the cliff because you got more weight up on top um, and as we see later too, it's it's in park or in gear because the wheels aren't spinning freely. It's actually dragging itself through the mud. But mm-hmm. it's the trail's got to go over the cliff, so <laughs> it's it's a high heel debate. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, it's um, it's like you said, it's actually it's, uh, Sarah who saves Ian instead of Ian that saves Sarah mm. in the novel. Yeah, well, no lucky pack too, which. We'll come in into it in a bit, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's sort of it's needed for what Spielberg has in plan has in mind for the uh, the end of this sequence with the uh, trailer falling and them falling through it. There's no way you could do that 
with the uh, connector closed. It's also odd too because, like in the novel as well, the connector isn't actually what is holding the two trailers together. There's a there's a, like a trailer hitch at the bottom, just like you would on a on a on a truck and trailer or mm-hmm. sort of thing, and then you've just got the connector going around it like a train just to keep the elements out of that middle section. So for it to go over like it has, it would have had to have probably snapped that trailer hitch off. Uh, otherwise, the trailer would be kicked up on an angle because the hitch would be going up to the top of the uh, the front section. But and it's only really in the uh, in the uh, actual trailer they built. Um, you can see now where there's like the framework around inside that connector for all the ropes and pulleys and uh, stunt harnesses and that to hang off while the trailer was hanging over the cliff. But we'll get to that in a couple more minutes' time. Mm-hmm. We get a great little, a couple of times here where the camera's sort of on the bottom side of the window uh, and you got the rain coming through the connector, which again in the novel is sort of a sign of the connector's beginning to tear and uh, the trail's going to drop away from the other section. Um, again, the only way that'd happen is if the trailer hitch was broken, but I just love that sound, the water dripping down on the inside of the glass, that tap, tap, tap as it's sort of coming down inside the trailer. And um, we get a slow zoom in here on sarah's face as she breathes again we get the fogging up and you can just start to hear that cracking sound mm-hmm. of the glass beginning to break but uh it sort of starts to build that suspense up here that we get into in 57 yep well, there's a lot of um behind the scenes stuff here photos and that of the uh the tracks and the rvs on the, the uh parking structure that we can start posting up to uh sort of mm-hmm. show you how it, how it all all sort of played out Dave, anything else on 56 you want to bring up? I just want to uh, make a quick mention that this scene that we have here, the um, Sarah on the glass scene, is actually what inspired a lot of Trevor's more tenser moments in Jurassic World. Trevor said that the tenseness of the scene was a big influence on him Yep. for those parts. And it was just great hearing that, that he, um, looked at, he didn't just look at Jurassic Park for inspiration for uh, mm. Jurassic World, he sort of had he had a look at the other films and sort of took took some ideas from there as well, which which is great. Well, that's it for fifty six, and uh, we'll talk to you all later. All right, guys, let's get the hell out of here. Contact details are on the website thelostworldminute.com. You can email feedback to thelostworldminute at gmail.com. Facebook the Lost World Minute, Twitter at the Lost World Minute, and Instagram the Lost World Minute. Easy to remember. Yeah, yeah, very easy to remember. <laughs> Uh, David, thank you for joining me for this recording. And uh, we'll be back. I've been Brad. I'm Dave. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Talk to you later. Bye. It is absolutely imperative that we work with the Costa Rican Department of Biological Preserves to establish a set of rules for the preservation and isolation of that island. These creatures require our absence to survive, not our help. And if we could only step aside and trust in nature, life will find a way.